Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Hey, David. It's going, it's going great. It's going great. You know, it's, uh, we're facing down a winter storm, uh, but the, the... Huh? I'm in such a good mood. I'm smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have a winter storm over there? Well, we have beautiful it, weather today. Still, it's supposed to be. Uh, I think it's snowing all around us. I th- I don't think it's hit my little town yet, but uh, it's a little frosty out there. You know, it's coming. Yeah. So we wanted to follow up, or I wanted to follow up on our last conversation, talking about bringing the sadness because you know it's just interesting for me to chew this a bit more. Um, and uh, I talked about you know I encourage people to go check out the last episode before this one. Um, but talking, we were talking about, you know, showing up authentically or like putting on a pretty face, putting on a smile if you have to for work or whatever. And at the end of the episode, you mentioned how um, you would throughout that episode, throughout that recording, increased your mood. And you asked if I had as well. And I said, well, it's kind of split. Um, and it's interesting because I've experienced depression for a long time. Like I didn't face my emotions for like 20 years because I didn't really know how. And then when I started to learn to face them, I was always depressed when I was sad. And so it, coming out of that, it's almost as if it feels like if I'm not depressed by my own sadness, I'm betraying it. And that's <laughs> been like the issue. That's what I've been struggling with for like the past six months is anytime I'm sad at all about anything and I'm not focused on it, it feels like I'm betraying the emotion because, right. oh my goodness, I'm, and it's almost like an anxious response to the sadness. Like I have to solve the sadness, right? So it's that traditional kind of masculine solve the problem response to right, my right. own sadness. And so it's like this weird thing is if I'm not focused on it every minute, and that kind of probably led to the initial question in the last episode as well is because if I'm actually enjoying the day at work or the podcast, then I feel like I'm betraying. No, really, you should be sad right now. Interesting. Well, what? Um, and, and I've noticed. Does does it ever go the other way for you? Like you're you're feeling happy, but now you're in this place where you're kind of sad and depressed, uh, or you're you're and you feeling anxious about not being happy. Um, no, because when that happens, that kind of the the opposite has happened once in a while. And as soon as my mind notices that, then it's like, it just laughs like uncontrollably, right? So there was right. one one example was like, I was outside, it was beautiful weather, I was like enjoying life and I was miserable for some reason. And then I noticed like, wait, my mood doesn't match, right? Like this, this doesn't match and then like dissipated because I was like, life's great right now. Why am I in a bad, why am I in a bad mood? And so it right. was like, then it just dissipated very quickly, right? So it mm. feels like the opposite should happen as well. And like, oh, I should just remember and get into the depression or whatever. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I, I, I don't think that I experience the same thing where I'm feeling um, anxious or, or whatever about uh, being happy now when I know that there's all this other stuff going on that I should be depressed mm-hmm. about or or something like that. Um, so, you know, and I think a lot of times this has to do with, um, you know, I, I look at, 
at our inner dialogue and, and kind of framing as um, as kind of a, an ecosystem of the people that were instrumental in forming our personality um, a lot, right? So it's those voices that we're kind of unconsciously appeasing or something like that. So what I would ask you if I was a therapist is, uh, you know, what was, what was your relationship like to um, happiness, uh, let's say, like when, when were, were you, when did an external voice like a mom or father or sister or somebody looked up to uh, give you shit for being happy uh, when you should have been sad? No, see, I think it's actually the opposite is I wasn't ever supposed to feel sad growing up. So I never uh, did. And then, so now I'm so scared of that happening again, that whenever there's sadness, I feel like I have to give it all of its attention, all of my attention because gotcha. the past two years or whatever, I was retraining myself in the other way because I'd never been allowed to feel sadness growing up. Right. So it's kind of like I've, I've overcorrected the child. Gotcha. Issues, I think, uh, is if mm. I had to, if I had to guess myself. Interesting. So if, when you were feeling sad as a, as a child, what would happen? Would, would it be just like, like, what would your parents do? Um, no, from a very young age, I just didn't feel it. Like I oh. just, I just wouldn't let myself feel sad um, until sometimes it would bubble over and I'd have a hissy fit or I'd cry. But it was only when it overwhelmed me. But there was no kind of sense of just. And why do you think you wouldn't let you feel let yourself feel sad? Uh, well, part of it was the parents. Yeah, like my both of my parents for different reasons didn't think it what like I had a right to feel sad. My life is good. Oh, what are you right, sad right. about? If I was sad about something to do with them, then it was like judgment. Like you know, they tried their best. How dare I? Like, right, right, right. Sad about yeah, them and their conduct. And I remember like when I was sad about other when other people made me sad from a very young age. I just decided like they can't. I'm not letting them have this power over me. Right. So I chose I, in junior kindergarten to like not let anyone else make let me feel sad because like I'm not giving them that power. Right. So it's like totally just like shutting it down <laughs> from a young age. Ah, interesting. And so now you feel like this is like uh, an overcorrection that you were, you know, you're you, 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 you're supposed to like dwell in sadness almost because you, you haven't allowed yourself to do that. Ever. Right. And it was almost like, my, like I had a really bad, almost like five months long depression. And it was, it felt basically like I had to feel 20 years of sadness all together. Right. So it was like, it, it, like, like the body remembers or whatever, you know, I don't know what actually happens, but right. there's theories like, yeah, that, that just gets pent up. And so it's almost like I learned how to be sad by being depressed. And so it's like mm -hmm. I've yet to actually learn how to just be sad. So if I'm, um, yeah, so it feels like I should be like diving right into it. And like um, anytime there's even a little bit of sadness, let's say. Right. Well, quite often, you know, like I'll, um, like my son is in university right now and he's got a lot of anxiety and, you know, he's struggling right now. Um, you know, and he's talking about, man, he, maybe I need to be on some kind of anti-anxiety medication or something like this. Right. He, he wants a quick fix to get rid of this feeling because it's kind of paralyzing him. He's got final exams. He's got his baseball things, different things like that. And, um, 
you know, but to me, the anxiety he's feeling is a healthy response to uh, what's going on in his world right now. Like he, he, you know, is learning the hard lessons we all learned at that age, which is, yeah, if you aren't aren't disciplined about schoolwork and studying, and if you choose to prioritize other things like going out and drinking, drinking with your buddies or, or you doing social things, that stuff builds up and that anxiety you feel you're actually supposed to feel right. You're not supposed to mask it with happiness. You're not supposed to mask. And, and so I kind of, when, when you're telling me about how your parents would want you to always be happy, I kind of feel like you're masking like a rational response to your environment and not being allowed to process it. Right. And so now, um, you know, you're, you're having to reprocess all the stuff and, and learn that, learn how to process that. Right. And, and so maybe uh, there's a little bit of that going on, but. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And it's basically like, you know, the pendulum swinging, right? So it's like, it was one way for a while, then I crashed into the other way. And now it's like, okay, how do I, what is the proper programming? What is the proper way to process emotions and stuff? And it's, it's just really interesting because when I engage um, it's not that I'm inauthentic in this moment, right? But it's like when I'm engaged and it doesn't perfectly match my actual emotional state, then it, I almost feel both. And so it's like weird. It's a weird sensation. And it's like, you know, there's almost this idea that it's easier to bring my mental state, my intellect into the emotion than to try and bring the emotion into my mental state. Right. So I know this is enjoyable. I know I'm talking to a friend. I know like it's fun. We're going to get a thousand dollars of donations from how good this video is. <laughs> um, and like, I know those things. And like, so it's like bring the emotion up to that. But that's almost a lot more difficult because I have more con more direct control of my thinking. So I could just direct my if I want to be in sync, it's easier for me to take my thinking into my emotion than to try and bring my emotion up to my thinking if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, it does make some sense. Yeah, and I, I think um, sometimes, uh, I don't know, do you, do you ever feel like you're you're um, overanalyzing stuff? And uh, <laughs> you just need to be That's in your body. Oh, that is my <laughs> Right. Yeah, you know. Um, when that's yeah. like... The, the, the hardest part, like I'm very kind of used to overanalyzing the, the where right. it's difficult is overanalyzing emotional states. Right. That it's like very difficult to get out of that. Yeah. Right. So it's like almost obsessing over an emotional state. Cause then it's like both sides of my brain, the emotional state. It's like uh, if you had a kid giving a hissy fit or something and you're just like obsessing over the hissy fit and giving him all of your attention. So because I'm so over-analytical, when my emotion is getting that, it just loves it, right? Like if it, it, I'm, it's getting mm. all the attention it needs the same way like right. a, a whiny child is that you're doting over, how do I make you feel better? I'll give you anything you want. But it's because I want to solve the problem. I want to help it feel better. But then it just, it gets, oh, it feels so good. It loves that attention. Right, right, right. So yeah, so your 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 inner child is getting all this attention or something all of a sudden. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I you know, I, I go back to nonviolent communication. It's a helpful, simple way to process emotions for me. It's like if I'm feeling negative, what I, I just try to think of what what that's telling me 
it's telling me that there's an unmet need and I need to start thinking about what that unmet need is right now. What, what is, you know, and as soon as I figure that out, then, um, it helps me move on, move past that. I don't dwell on it anymore. Think that I need to be there. And it, it just, it, you know, and there, there was this book that was uh, also influential for me, and I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it brought in this idea of the inner observer, right? That that we have this kind of third eye, let's say, that if we can employ it and and like an almost like an external observer, notice our thoughts and feelings and how they're related to each other and how our thoughts are causing our feelings, just the act of noticing that um, can change our our feelings and, and our yeah. thoughts about it right and so um you know so that doesn't take much time um but i mean you could go down the rabbit hole too and say okay like let's let's like sherlock holmes here trace this thought and feeling pattern back through the years to when i was just a little blastocyst in my mom's tummy <laughs> and that that could be an unending uh chore to do that um, so I, I think there's, you know, uh, some benefit to not going down that rabbit hole and just like noticing. Yeah. Well, so two things, one nonviolent communication is the next book on my to read list. I've read it once before we've done a couple podcasts about it, but I'm really interested in reading it again, especially with respect to kind of like the, my internal communication with myself. Um, and two, yeah, I think what you just said is absolutely right. And about the third eye and stuff, because I do have this, like, I have a pretty good ability to introspect, but I was using marijuana as a way, as an assistive tool. And it's a very different state uh, from there. And what's really interesting is I, my, like, I think much more freely when I'm speaking. So even in this conversation, you know, I'm now from a three at the start to like a five or six emotionally because a couple of the things I've said and we've talked about, it was almost like now my third eye, as I said it, my third eye watched it because and heard it and it changed my emotional state about like, I didn't know it was, I was giving myself too much attention. I didn't know I was treating myself like the inner child and obsessing in this way. I've known it before, but it wasn't top of mind. I didn't feel it right now. And so the fact that it right. came out in this conversation, that is then the way my third eye sees it when I'm having difficulty doing it within my actual like thinking, because there's like just too much chaos in there sometimes. So that's yeah, really interesting. interesting. And, and, and that's why the talking through it, like therapy is very helpful for me because yeah. um, I've always been so like talkative and, and I've had whatever other issues that like, that's how I would deal. My third eye would just actually watch my own conduct like in the world. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I highly recommend uh, talk therapy to, to anyone, you know, find a good therapist. And even if you're not struggling, even if you just want to, you know, I, I, I talk to a therapist, um, you know, fairly regularly um, and, not because I'm necessarily struggling, but because I just want to maintain sharp mental focus. It's kind of like going to the gym. It's, it's their uncomfortable conversations and like a, a good therapist doesn't give you advice or impart any wisdom to you. They simply ask questions that reflect that, that basically engage that third eye and get you thinking, observing your own thoughts and feelings. And, and mediator between your two sides. Yeah. Well, 
yeah, it's almost like he holds up a mirror to your inner world, right? And that's all he's doing. He's not directing you one way or another. He's just like going where you direct him, uh, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, and ask probing questions about where you're going. And and it's hard work because it really makes you think, like, why am I thinking that way? Why am I feeling? What are my assumptions here? Um, And and then you have epiphanies and... um, and, and like, you know, like I, I told the story about how I had an epiphany in a therapist's office that shut off my PTSD, just like a light switch. And those kinds of things happen fairly regularly. And you don't necessarily need a therapist to do that. I mean, you can do that through introspection and through your own work and just try consciously engaging that inner observer and, you know, asking questions like what what is my unmet need right now? Why do I have this anger or this frustration or this sadness? What, what unmet need is triggering that? Um, and, and you can quite often find, but a therapist just is like that on steroids because they, they're not immersed in your body. And so they can truly act like an observer and, and help you employ that. Cool. Well, this was really helpful for me. Who needs therapy when I have you? (laughs) There you go. That's a joke. Obviously, therapy is still yeah. very useful, but so are friends that you can explore and talk about these issues with. And this connects it back Absolutely. to you know, the last episode as well, is like if you bring your authentic self to the situation, if it's appropriate, they can also help you uh, just kind of work through why you're in that situation, if, if they're a coworker, if they're a friend and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like for, for me, you know, one of the things that's always on my mind with therapists is how, how do I, how can I get more productive? Like what are the voices in my head that are sabotaging my productivity and, and causing me to procrastinate and different things like that. That's, you know, my biggest area of, um, what I talk to therapists, but, uh, you know, they've helped me through other dark times and stuff. So th- this is not, this, this is me going from baseline to being a better version of myself, not like being really low and just trying to get back to baseline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they can be helpful for all sorts of reasons. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And, and I mean, like my goal is to be as good of a person as I can be. Right. And I know how good I person I can be. So it's like the therapist is a tool. It's, it's someone that helps me achieve the person I want to be not. Yeah. Not only uh, like if I'm in an issue, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Tim. This was really helpful. Thanks everyone for watching or listening and be sure to subscribe to, uh, the show on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app and consider supporting us at the Liberty for bonus content chats with us and more fun stuff. Yeah. If you want a free, uh, if you want a therapy session, you know, hit the proper subscribe level and, uh, you got it.